Hi. <laughs> hey. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Do you know where Nate is? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, isn't he hunting somewhere? Well, he was hunting. So co-host, part-time co-host of the show, Nathan Henderson, official part-time co-host Listen, of the show. Listen, I, I have a hard time throwing any stones in Nate's direction right now because we haven't exactly been Super consistent. <laughs> um, so Nate was in real foot lake hunting this past weekend and it looked like they had a really good hunt. Like I don't want to steal his thunder because he was going to give us an update. So I texted him yesterday and I was like, Hey, uh, could you record today or tomorrow? Maybe he's like, well, I'm still at real foot. He sent me a picture from a duck blind. I'm like, Oh cool dude. No, not like I've been in duck blinds every day all season. Like just knocking it out. Nice flex. Yeah. Sweet flex, bro. And then he's like, he said maybe tomorrow. And then in, in, in all honesty, I Can have... Can you be a professional? Mute that thing. Yeah, it's done. It's turned off. <laughs> in all honesty, I have not followed sports nearly as much in the last couple of years. Is that true? True. That is definitely true. So, tonight is the national championship game. And Nate is a diehard Georgia Bulldogs fan. Mm-hmm. He married into that. Who's playing? The Georgia Bulldogs. And? The Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, so at the time of this recording, when this airs, it will have already been over. So do you have a game prediction? Do you have a score? Um, Emily, let me ask you this. Have you ever watched college football? uh, No. no. When when do you think it was the last time you watched a college football? I have a like distinct memory of being like eight or 10 years old. And my parents had a bunch of their couples friends over to watch the Gator Seminole game. Okay. And I thought that was such a big deal. So eight or 10 years old would have been 30-ish years, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was going 15. That was sweet. That was sweet. Um, so can you give us a prediction for what happened? Like like this is going to be written in stone. It's going to be like we watched the game. that Georgia will win, very close win. And... Uh, give me a score. Give me a score. Uh... 46 to 42. Wow. So you think it's going to be a high score? I think it's going to be really close. And I think that the, I think Georgia fans are a little bit, they're a lot for me. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like. They're a lot. Yeah. I don't want to like. Not Nate. Categorize a whole lot of people and not Nate specifically, but Georgia fans are like very diehard to the point. It's like, it's like running into somebody who just saw Hamilton for the first time. Like you're happy for them, but also be quiet. The only disconnect there is Georgia's never won anything. Right, that's what so I'm like, saying. I think Florida fans can be a lot, but Florida's won a bunch of national championships right. in basketball and football. And so ba- that, like, like the rest of my thought is like Georgia fans are going to be unbearable when yeah. this game's over if they win because yeah. they're already slightly unbearable so, to me. So, and I already have a low tolerance for sports ball. So I can't believe we're still talking about sports ball at this point. But I checked out on college football when we went to this new playoff thing where we always end up with rematches. And so the system is flawed at the beginning because they release rankings so early in the season and no one's played a game. Mm. So you, you get weighted. What are the rankings based off of if no one's played a game? They're based off like some people get in a room and decide on who gets ranked where. Oh, Lord. It's totally arbitrary. It's totally arbitrary. So Alabama is always going to be in the playoff because they're always going to be ranked in the top five at the start of the season. So even if they lose a game, they go down to like number seven. But then over a couple of weeks, they win and they move back up. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's just it's all screwed up it's all screwed up and y'all can laugh when i say this but ucf should have been in the playoff over alabama like four or five years ago whenever that was and they were undefeated 
and Alabama wasn't. Don't give me strength of schedule BS or anything else. They won all their games. They won. They beat all the people they were supposed to beat. Anyway, I'm going to predict Alabama wins. I'm going to predict Alabama wins 31 to 17 or something. Mm-hmm. I think that was the score of the, they just played each other two games ago. What? And Alabama beat them. How are they in the? Thank you. So Georgia lost a game. They made the playoff where they now get to play Alabama again for the national title. I know, but sometimes in that situation, like they have so much heart and like it overcome. It's like the movie. It's what movies are based off of, right? No movies are based off. Movies were based off college football at a simpler time. Mm, like okay. remember the Titans? Yeah. You will be perfect in every aspect of the game. That's exactly the movie I was thinking of. Was it? I've never seen it. But did I was that a perfect Denzel that mm-hmm. I just did? Yeah, it was. Okay, I had this idea. Because we're gonna talk about some outdoor stuff in here in just a second. But I had this amazing I mean, this is like a top five idea I've ever had on the podcast. You remember we used to always do games are the foot? Yes, I do. I miss those. Okay. <laughs> So, have you seen these celebrity things where they get like two celebrities together and they tell jokes and they try to break? Yes. Okay. So, I've got three jokes for you. Okay. Well, All right. So, <laughs> What's the goal? To try to get me to laugh? Yeah. So, okay. get your game face on. But Do you have like a cricket sound effect ready? I do have a cr- cricket sound effect. I do have a cricket sound effect downloaded onto my mm-hmm. laptop that mm-hmm. I'll have to put in if I was going to edit this. But I'm not going to edit it because it's nine o'clock on Monday night. Okay. This is going live pretty soon. Um, all right. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to break, right? We'll see. In my mind, I was going to do this with just the listener. If you weren't here, mm-hmm. cause you, you had a class today and I wasn't sure what your availability was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to do this with the listeners and then actually have silence there for a second. So they could laugh in their car, but we'll see how this goes. Are you ready? You can't say anything? I'm ready. You're trying not to laugh at me already. I'm closing my eyes. That's how funny I am. No, you have to look at me. You can't no. close your eyes. Oh my gosh. The people driving can't close their eyes. Why do you think people only listen to our podcast in a vehicle? That's when I listen to our podcast. <laughs> like I'm not listening to this on a treadmill. It would make me get a bush latte and want to sit on the ground and eat french fries. No? When you call it a bush latte, the mental images that come in my head don't match anything that you're saying. And it's can, that confused me so bad. Are you ready? Yikes. Hmm. What did Batman say to Robin before they got in the car? I don't know. Robin, get in the car. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Come on. Chirp, chirp. Come on. Are right, you ready? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. What's the next no, one? No, you just kind of giggled a little bit there. I'm I'm laughing because I'm embarrassed for you. Two fish are in a tank. Oh, no. It's a fish joke. I like fish jokes. Okay. Two fish are in a tank. One says to the other, do you know how to drive this thing? <laughs> <laughs> You're so dumb. <laughs> okay. That one got me. Okay. <laughs> I got one more fish joke, but unfortunately you've heard this one. So you just got to be ready for it. Mm. Please don't do the, what do you call a fish with one eye? What do you call a fish with no eye? (laughs) (laughs) That was stupid. I'm not laughing at that one anymore. Oh my gosh. Do you know who brought this podcast to everyone in America? Fletcher Hallett. Hallett Insurance. (laughs) 904-315-5812. If you've not called Fletcher and gotten your insurance done through him, what the heck are you even doing with your life? 
I like, bet he could insure your fish in your fish tank. I'm out of things to say about him. Like, have we reached the end of the ad run when we're out of things to say about him? No, because that's how awesome he is. Like, weren't you making up facts about Fletcher at one point? I was. But I still am. You are? Yeah. You just got to be more ready to make a, make them up. He's single-handedly carrying this podcast at this point. Like, from a sponsorship standpoint? I mean, aren't we single-handedly supplying him with new customers, though? Yeah, basically, we're keeping Hallett Insurance. It's like a business. symbiotic relationship. Like the clownfish and the anemones. <laughs> what are they called? Anemones? <laughs> with friends like that. Who needs anemones? <laughs> All right. Um, Can I, I feel like we're just making a lot of assumptions. Like everybody who's listening has heard and understands everything that we're saying. Okay. So if you're new, this is a podcast about hunting and fishing. This is Travis. I'm Emily. We are married. Travis is a full-time duck hunting guide right now, amongst other things. Right now, as though I'm going to be dismissed in the next week. <laughs> well, jury is out. Uh, and the ad we were doing is for our dear friend, friend Fletcher Hallett, who does provide insurance services. And if you're a hunter, fisherman, outdoorsman in the state of Florida, give him a call. He can help insure your hunting equipment and your home, cars, your, whatever. But he's just one of us and he's a great guy. Your and business? He saved everyone money that's reached out to him. So reach out Or to if him. he can't, he will tell you, honestly, I can't save you money. Just keep doing what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. And then he'll be like, so you, you saw any ducks this weekend? Yeah. And then, then he'll try to then snipe Then you guys will exchange pins and be best friends. It's great. It, it will be great. So 904-315-5812, or you can email him fhallett at hallettins.com. Emily, how do they spell hallett? Double the L's and double the T's, hallett for all your insurance needs. Yeah. Was that in honor of Nate who usually does the yeah? Yeah. I mean, that yeah seemed haphazard. I had an altercation today. Oh, man. <laughs> I, got, I got the text, everyone. The well, text that said, I may not make it home for a while. <laughs> I just called FWC. Sorry, yeah. spoiler alert. No, that, everyone knows. Like, they all, they're all friends with me on Facebook. I mean, there's some... We actually have a lot of listeners that aren't on Facebook, but... I posted on Facebook yesterday. So we had some guys, I duck hunt every day of the season practically. And a lot of my duck hunts I do on public land. I will always do duck hunts on public land because that's how you get into the sport. Like you just, that's, that's that, the entry into the sport is in Saturday mornings with your dad and a John boat shooting duck hunts on a local lake. Yeah. Wood ducks on a, on a, on a local lake. So I, there, there's just something special about that. So I had a client today um, and he wanted to kill a Drake wood duck. He's wanted to for a long time and for various reasons it hasn't worked out. Um, and so today, poor guy, like he's cursed. We, we went to this lake set up. I had these ducks patterned. Like I knew exactly what they were going to do. I mean, I knew exactly what they were going to do. And we had a few shots early. He knocked one down that we couldn't recover. And so while we're out there looking for it, a boat comes running across the lake. This is at like seven o'clock in the morning. So we're shoot time was six forty nine. So we're 11 minutes into shoot time. Mm -hmm. A boat comes across the lake and literally I thought they were going to run over us. That's how, and we're, we're kind of putt putting around looking for this, this wood duck. Mm -hmm. We never could find it. I'm like, we'll come back and look again, but let's go get blinded back up because we're wasting time when the birds are flying. Mm -hmm. The boat comes up and stops just short of our mojo, like our decoy that spins. Mm -hmm. So they're at 
45-ish yards to where we can no longer shoot ducks in our decoy spread. Safely, right. Right, you'd shoot the fishermen. We would shoot the fishermen. So I I called an FWC officer. I was like, hey, um, so what's the deal on this? Like, is this hunter harassment? And they're like, well, what are they doing? And I said, fishing. They're like, no, if they're fishing, they're fine. And I'm like, well, that can't be right. Mm-hmm. So then I called a higher ranking FWC officer. And I'm like, so they're fishing. He's like, yeah, that's not going to stick. They're fishing. So the way the hunter harassment law reads, the, the, the statute, this is Florida statute 379.105. Okay. A person may not intentionally within a publicly or privately owned wildlife management or fish management area or any state owned water body interfere with or attempt to prevent the lawful taking of fish, game, or non-game animals by another. How are they not interfering with our lawful take of animals? Because we actually had ducks come by to work our decoy spread that then flared off because there was now a boat sitting in our decoy spread that we couldn't shoot for, shoot at lawfully without injuring the people in the other boat. And I'm not talking like we're going to pepper them 300 yards away. I'm talking like go to the hospital to get pellets removed. Like serious. How is that not interfering? Can I play devil's advocate? Sure. Couldn't they say that you're also interfering with their ability to fish where they want by <laughs> putting your spread in your boat there? That's exactly what they say. But couldn't you then argue that the law is slanted in favor of fishermen? Because yeah, because I when no they longer... when they cast a line, they're not putting someone's life in danger. Correct. And if they cast a line and tangled my decoy, they're not interfering with my... The question every FWC officer... So I ended up talking to three of them. Mm-hmm. The question every FWC officer or the statement they made was, what was their intention? Was it to disrupt your hunt or was it to go fishing? Bro, how can you even enforce a law based off of someone's intention? You can't do that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's not how we govern the nation. So I made a call to the state's attorney's office. I'm supposed to get a call back from them tomorrow. And then I made a post on Facebook and I'm meeting with legislators beginning on Wednesday, not about this, about some other issues, Mm -hmm. but as part of those legislator meetings, I'm going to say, Hey, we need to clarify this or we need to make some changes. Yeah. At a state's attorney level or at a FWC legal review level or there's no reason that a fisherman should be able to sit in my decoys and fish and then not be considered hunter harassment. Yeah. It's like an unfair advantage. So that that's the story. I mean, we it seems like, like honestly, like a, a very simple solution in my mind would be that during duck season, duck hunters have the right away on a lake and hunters can't fish in their, like within 300 yards or whatever the reasonable statement is there. So, so let me, let me play devil's advocate on that. Mm-hmm. One, I don't like a distance rule. Right. Because I, that opens I, a slope. I thought slope. about that as soon as I said it, but that's why I said whatever the reasonable statement is. Like Two, what if the fishermen were there first? Yeah. What if the fishermen were in there fishing at night and I wanted to go to that spot because yeah. I'm telling you, I had those ducks patterned down to a, a very small area. A, that they were going to, to fly in. a 10 yard wide corridor and I knew where it was mm-hmm. and they were going to be in range of us for like that long. Right. Even if they worked our decoys, they were going to be arranged for us for that long. Like it was a very, very thin area for, for margin. Right. Let's say they were in there fishing at night 
and I rolled up to that spot, I don't have the ability to go in where they're fishing and start putting my decoys out. Mm -hmm. Although the way the statute's written, I absolutely do. Mm -hmm. Except I can't shoot at night because that would be illegal. Right. And I can't shoot the fishermen. So then that's the question I asked every one of them. They're like, they're legal and you're legal. And I'm like, so I can shoot them? Well, no, obviously you can't shoot them. That's prohibited. I'm like, well, then then they are interfering with my right to hunt. Mm -hmm. So it's just a statute that I think, I think the statute is fine. The interpretation of the statute is wrong by FWC. That would not be the first time that I have made that statement. Sorry, FWC, I love you, but come on. If that's wrong, the interpretation is by the state's attorney's office. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, we need to change the language in the statute, which we should be able to find. I keep hearing folks say we've got a whole lot of sportsmen in the state in the legislature. And I tend to believe that and agree with that. Mm -hmm. Tommy Gregory is one I'd hold up right away, right? Mm -hmm. Like Tommy Gregory and Jason Shove back with the RHA thing, they stood up tall. They said, we're here for you. We got your back. I'm not going to tap the... I will tap them on the shoulder, but I don't expect them to be the guy every time. I'm saying we got a whole lot of people that like to capitalize on, hey, we're, we're your guy for the hunters. We're your guy for the fishers. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Like, let's get this fixed so that we don't have to worry about this anymore. Do you have an idea of what, what you would reword it to say? No, because I, I mean, I'm or not. You a, would just leave it the same, but change the, change the law enforcement process to mean that, like, there's a right of way, basically. Whoever's there first. Who that's who, what it sounds like to me is really there. who's ever there's first. And like so if in your case, in this example, you were there first, they came into your area prohibiting you from shooting, that should be called hunter's harassment because there's only a certain distance where you can safely hunt based off where you set up and you were there first. Part B of the statute says attempt to disturb fish, game, or non game animals, or attempt to affect their behavior with the intent to prevent their lawful taking by another. This is where the statute is sticky is that clause Mm -hmm. because their intent was to catch fish. Mm -hmm. I stood up and said, fellas, are you guys really going to fish right there? Because maybe they were going to lower the trolling motor and just start there and fish away. I've had guys do that many times. Mm -hmm. They're in my way for five minutes. Mm -hmm. These guys fished in our decoys for an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. Like we had ducks work that we could not shoot. And we couldn't move our blind. Had we moved our blind out to where they were, mm-hmm. we would have been on top of our decoys. I would have had to pick up decoys and move them. Right. That's how close they were to our spread. And they didn't have a trolley motor. They had a old uh, Johnson, like from the eighties, like a two stroke motor mm-hmm. carbureted. Whenever they wanted to move, they would move about 10 feet. They would crank that motor up, rev it, and put it into gear and then turn it off while we're conducting a duck hunt. And FWC is telling me, no, we're not even going to come out there and investigate. We're not going to come out and take statements. We're not going to do anything. And I'm like, of course not. I'm like, uh, FWC doesn't like hunters. I don't know that I'm ready to go that far, but I'm definitely going to say, I'm not sure that how pro hunter they are. Okay. That's, that's kind of where I'm at on it. Any person who violates this section commits a level two violation under 379.401. So if you are fishing, and this is a pro tip, if you are an anti-hunter listening to us, all you have to do is go sit in a decoy spread with a fishing pole. I just think that there is a problem with the interpretation because even if they're there to fish and they have a right to fish there, they're still 
causing the the game to be what's it what how does it word distract not like unavailable distracted like what was it to intense disturb to disturb yeah they're still game. disturbing your game and making it where you can't right. because they're making your ducks flare and a lot of people misunderstood this on my facebook there are a lot of my friends that are just saltwater fishermen captains whatever because mm-hmm. I, I i know a lot of guys in that space they were talking about the idea that they've run up on decoys and then not even seen the hunters that happens to me every day on public water yeah. Somebody will roll up there, but then you stand up and wave mm-hmm. or, Hey, you, you yell or whatever. whatever. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry, bud. And sometimes I'm like, are y'all bass fishing? And if they're bass fishing, they're usually trolling motor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, go ahead and fish your way through. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you catch a fish or two. Because you're nice vehicles. and reasonable. But I, I'm saying you're going to be in my, my zone for 10 minutes. Right. At the most. You're not going to be sitting there for two is hours. There, is there any part of you that thinks that you just happen to run up on some unkind, inconsiderate people? Who don't understand like the handshake rules of being outdoorsmen in Florida. That's a hundred percent what I ran up on. Mm-hmm. But if that's the case, why does this statute exist? Mm-hmm. Like, let's take it off the books then. If we're not going to call that harassment of hunters yeah, and they were clearly interfering with our hunt and preventing us from lawful take of game that we had every right to be there and take. Did they communicate with you at all? hundred percent. So I stand up and I say, fellas, would you guys mind moving? We're duck hunting here. And he said, nope, this is where the specs are. Which, by the way, if you're near Pro County and want a hole to spec fish in, I will gladly drop you that <laughs> pin. Gladly drop you that pin. Because I'm not going to hunt it anymore this season. Um, so I'm like, are you, are you serious? So then, <laughs> then I waited a few minutes. And I stood up and I said, listen. I said, I appreciate that this is where the specs are. But 200 yards down from us, there were four boats fishing. Mm-hmm. Way out of range. Not in the the zone, the kill zone. Yeah. Not in the 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 direction people can't see me with my hands, but they were like a ninety degree to our right angle, not forty five degrees straight up in in front of us, mm-hmm. or zero on a clock versus three on a clock. So I'm like, so I stand up and I'm like, listen, are you guys familiar with? <laughs> I yelled this. I was like, and so they're, they're ignoring me at this point. I said, hey fellas, um, could I get your phone numbers? I was like, I'd like to pass that along to FWC in case they want to investigate and get a statement. Mm-hmm. Or can you just tell me what boat ramp you're using? And then I asked them, I read them 379.105. Did they, they didn't respond. They didn't me. respond. So then I read them 379.105 while I was standing on the bow of the boat. Uh-huh. And then I yelled really loud to the other boats. I said, hey, other boats, can you guys hear me? <laughs> <laughs> and the other boats said, yes, but we're not a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> See? So it was it was a hundred percent something that should have been cited, and the fact that it wasn't is just going to embolden those guys. They're on the oh, lake totally. that gets duck hunted constantly, mm-hmm. and they now know that they've got the right of way to fish wherever they want. And as I mentioned a minute ago, this was a throwaway thing. But as I mentioned a minute ago, hold on, back up. In my, I have a lot of patience. You have an incredible amount of patience. That is a thing that I am good at is patience. It's entirely true. One time fishing Charlotte Harbor, I had a guy fishing for trout hook one of my long lines and reel it in. Oh my God. (laughs) So he changed my decoy spread materially by 40 yards. And then he said, sorry, and kept casting. 
So I had to wade out there over my waders to get my decoy spread and pull it back into place. And I'm like, guys, seriously, like I haven't said anything, but would you guys mind just sliding on? And they, they did eventually. But I think it's like, come on, like have some consideration. But I didn't get into a shouting match. I didn't belittle anyone. I was right. super patient. I had a client with me today, and he was like, I can't believe how well you handled that. I had messages from people like, I can't believe you did not go ballistic on them. I did not go ballistic on them. He wasn't even mad when he got home. No, what are you going to do? Like, what does getting mad do for you? And people are like, did you peel out around them? I'm like, no, because if I had peeled out around them, I would have been doing Fisher and harassment. Mm-hmm. And they would have had grounds to cite me for it. Yep. Like, someone said, you should go over and get a clean picture of their face i'm like i have no reason to go over there by them that would be fisherman harassment in my mind like the i would be interfering with their fishing just right. for the soul that's why you call the authorities and let them handle it except for they won't so if they can't handle it we need to revise the statute or remove the statute and just not have it anymore but what i was going to say is if i ran friends of animals protect the fish or or, or protect the ducks or humane society or whatever mm-hmm I would just give folks some boats and have them go set up and duck decoy spreads holding a fishing pole. Bro. Like, Oh my God. Like if that is a viable way for them to interfere with duck hunting, why wouldn't they do that? Like there's your playbook. So if you don't think that's problematic, this might not be the podcast for you. That's a good, that's a really good point. You just made, I, I can make some really good points on this stuff. And I had, I had several hours to think about it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While on the phone with various FWC, which every one of those FWC officers was pretty nice. One of them I could have taken or left, but every one of them was very pretty nice. And they were like, man, I'm sorry. You know, if, if, if you reported that to me, I'd search their boat over looking for some kind of violation I could write them for, but I can't write them for hunter harassment because they're fishing. So if you're fishing, you can't harass. That's that's how the rule is interpreted. And I just don't think that's right. That is like saying that if a guy harasses me at a bar, but he's there drinking, he's really not doing anything wrong. I can't even, I can't even wrap my head around that analogy. And I'm afraid I will get myself in trouble if I try to very long. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that is the hunter harassment story. Everyone wants to hear it. Everyone wants to know about it. Um, we're actually recording this before we've even watched the football game. But I'm going to tell you that Alabama just scored again. Oh, boy. little score update right what, there in the middle. What's the inning that they're in? Uh, Quarter? Sorry. <laughs> that was real. That should tell everyone what they need to know. Um, okay. M, is what quarter th- are they in? Why this one? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Probably okay. still a second quarter. Can I just add one thing? Please like, add anything you would like. When right? I saw, when I got like the lowdown on text of like, hey, you might bail me out of jail. Like I've called FWC. Like this is the thing. I was not certain what kind of state of mind you would be in when you got home. So I was nervous because <laughs> like ranting Travis is like quite something to be Because told. you catch the rant. I do. Of all the people in the world, Happily, you're the one that catch I'm, it. I'm so happy but to you, do it. You're the one that gets bad Travis. Right. Well, not bad Travis, but anyways. Grumpy Travis. I was like home training on a Skype call literally all day and Travis came home and like he walked past me, went into our bedroom to get a shower, and then flashed me. Oh, 100%. Full frontal nudity while I'm trying to be on this <laughs> Zoom call. And that's how I knew that he was okay. The guy doing the <laughs> Zoom call held Taylor Swift's cat. Yeah, crazy. Cr- yeah, to bring it full circle back to the podcast. Yeah, I'm like one degree of separation from Taylor Swift and her cat. Yeah, although he doesn't know her. He just ran into her in a building 
they were both staying in or something. And it she doesn't matter. Around. I'm still claiming it as it as what it is. Oh, I'm claiming it. I'm telling people I took that class with Taylor Swift's cat sitter. <laughs> That's I've changed the story entirely, and I'm taking full credit for it. Awesome. So at the time of this recording, by the time this releases, I will be headed to sunny Gainesville, Florida for a invasive plant management tag meeting. How exciting. So we're going to be discussing, I don't know what we're discussing anymore, like management plans and spraying. And what, who's the agency? That's FWC. Oh, good. So you'll have some time with them tomorrow. Excellent. Yeah, but no one from law enforcement, no one from legal. Um, th- th- let's see. And then we're back on to duck hunting. Duck hunting, we had a little bit of a slow weekend, but I think this weather and everything is going to stir the birds up and we're starting to see reverse migrators. Ooh, fun. So I'm excited about that. Those we're are the st- ones that fly right to left instead of left to right. Yes, Emily. That's what they are. That's how you know. <laughs> For those that don't know, those are the, the birds that have already been south. They're now returning north, some of them. So those are the teal. Yankees. Which are the big number birds. Mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. are the birds you can use like round out lemons and stuff. So we've yeah. had models and pintails all year, but we have not had teal consistently. So I mean, based off social media, the real winners of this duck season have been the dogs. Did you see my dog post? I did. Did you love it? It was adorable. I have another dog post. That's how many Matt Pierce, Matt, who I'm partnered with on this and we're doing all these duck hunts together. Matt and I, like we both kind of feel weird because we just take people pictures of people's dogs all the time because they just, they're cool. Like <laughs> Everybody have, loves dogs. We have a guy that's duck hunting with golden retrievers out there. <laughs> and they, the other day they got done duck hunting. We, we, we had him go snipe hunt a field and it looked like they were hunting over a panther. It looked like a <laughs> giant. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a lion was working ducks for or working snipe for them. I mean, it was incredible. And that dog, like he's just a giant floof ball. Oh, like a, there's a giant floof ball just running around out there picking up ducks and snipe. Oh my God. And he does it. Like that's only the second golden retriever I've ever seen. So heartwarming. Hunting. So super heartwarming. I have a buddy that's a golden retriever guy and I called him. I'm like, look, there's hope for your dog. <laughs> there's hope after all for your dog. Um, but it's just cool. Like to see all the different dogs. We had, a, we had some folks join us this past weekend. Um, their dog is going off to training again. I think today, like, like she goes away to training but when she's done, she'll be done. But, um, she picked up her first duck. Like she's done some upland stuff, but she Aww. picked up her first duck big, and that dog was so proud. And you could tell mom and dad and, and how do we say it? Fur brother, who brother, <laughs> it was a mom, a dad, and a son, and then the dog. Uh-huh. And so the whole family was there when she got her first dog. I mean, that was pretty they cool. They were all cheering her on. They were all cheering her on. But so she, sweet. she, the dog herself looked like so proud. Like sometimes they look grumpy or they sad or whatever. Yeah. This one looks so happy. She's like, look what I got. I am the Aww. best ever. So <laughs> it is awesome because we get to pet so many dogs every weekend. Oh, stop yeah say less just bring me all the dogs I that's can't. all we want is somebody all has the dogs. to stay home and feed children i can't go i know but man they are buford did you see the picture of buford that's dan's dog that's no. the one that's all scraggly looking and like he was one of the top pictures does on he there. have like a mustache yeah okay he's just like i don't know what he is a german wire-haired pointer or something he his first kind of wiry so it's not like soft and floofy yeah but buford is just like I got to go review all the dogs. Um, Julep was on there. That's that's the waterfowl I biologist. I did see Julep. Oh, that's mm-hmm. such a great that's dog name, right? That's such a great dog name. Yes. And then I think uh, there's Bandit and Stella are on there. Mary is on there. Like, God. I remember the dog names almost better than the people names, although I'm freakish with names anyway. 
Yes, you so are. So I can categorize all the dogs, but man, so much fun it. booping anyway. all the dogs. I think that covers us for the week. <sighs> I think we I think we can check the podcast off. Do you have anything you need to add? No, I feel like I haven't talked to everybody in so long. I have had several re- several requests for more Emily After Dark episodes. Uh, I just want to know like what you think those will be because And would you be interested in doing that for Patreons? 1000% so I could literally just be uncensored and like Yeah, like I don't it, have to edit it or anything. Let it it could rip. just be a Patreon only type show. Yeah, cuz I I I don't like to censor much. <laughs> she does not like to censor at all. It feels inauthentic to me. All right. We hope everyone is having a great 2022. Hope everyone is getting to. Oh my God. Yeah. Happy new year, everybody. (laughs) We've been so sick and we're finally humans again this week. Yeah. Are you feeling better? Today's the first day. Literally exactly two weeks from the time I got the throat tickle. I feel like a human again. Good deal. So (laughs) it's good to have you back. (laughs) And hopefully, hopefully Nate will be back next week as well. If he's not, you know, who knows where he'll be. Who's, who, maybe he's, he's all having adventures. He's just living his life. He's living yeah. his best life. I'm, I'm kind of jealous. I miss him. All right. In the meantime, y'all stay woke. <laughs>